The Creepshow podcast contains content that is not suitable for younger listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to The Creep Show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. And on today's show, we are talking about the one and only Sylvia Brown. Sylvia, my mom was a big fan of Sylvia back in the day. She was on the Montel Williams show all the time. I remember that. My mom would watch that show. And I mean, I admit, I used to love watching her on there too because I, at the time, believed her, you know. Yeah. Turned out that she was just no better than Miss Cleo, who I was a fraud. <laughs> So, Sylvia Celeste Brown, I think her maiden name was Shoemaker, was born on October 19th, 1936 in Kansas City, Missouri. She was an American author who claimed to be a medium with psychic abilities. Brown was raised mostly as a Catholic. By the way, um, this is from Wikipedia and Newsweek, which normally I wouldn't take my information from Newsweek, but the information that I got from Newsweek matched up with information from other places, so... Yeah. So she was raised mostly as a Catholic and was said to have had an Episcopalian mother, a Lutheran maternal grandmother, Jewish father, and relatives from all of these faiths. Brown claimed that she started seeing visions at the age of five and that her grandmother, who she claimed was also a psychic, helped her understand what they meant. Brown also claimed that her great uncle was a psychic medium and was rabid about UFOs. She appeared regular, regularly on television and radio, including The Montel Williams Show, Larry King Live, Coast to Coast AM, That's Incredible, and she hosted an hour-long radio show on Hay House Radio. Uh, during these appearances, she usually discussed her claimed abilities with the host and then performed readings for audience members and callers, and she also had a Miss Cleo-esque psychic call line that would cost upwards of $850 for readings and it had a four year waiting list. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. No, people are, it just shows you how gullible people are. Yeah. So and she wrote a lot of books and she has some of her books, mom does. She has some of her some of them. On certain occasions she was paired with other guests, including skeptics, often leading to debate about the authenticity of Brown's psychic abilities. Brown hosted her own hour long radio show as I said, where she would perform the readings and discuss paranormal issues. She also appeared on a 1991 episode of Haunted Lives, True Ghost Stories. In the segment Ghost Are Us, she portrayed herself in a recreation, recreation, recreation of events that purportedly took place in a haunted Toys R Us store, which I've seen that, and that store is actually supposedly haunted. It was in California. And there was, like, this crazy, like, they caught it on film of, like, this, like, apparition and shit. It was really weird. Um, I'm not discrediting the haunting. I'm just discred- discrediting her. Brown also appeared as herself on the CBS television soap opera The Young and the Restless in December 2006. So, Brown started to give psychic readings in 1974, and in 1986, she founded the Gnostic, Gosnick, I don't know how you fucking say that, Gnostic, um, Christian Church in Campbell, California, 
known as the Society of Novice Spiritists. Brown claimed to have observed heaven and angels. Yeah, okay, whatever, she also professed the ability to speak with a spirit guide named Francine and to uh, perceive a wide range of vibrational frequencies. She offered some 40 books on paranormal talk topics, some of which appeared on the New York Times bestseller list. Many of these books were acknowledged as resulting from collaborations with other writers such as Lindsay Harrison and Chris Dufrenzi, Dufrenz, or whatever. Brown made many public pronouncements, which were subsequently proven false. In 2002, Brown informed the parents of 11-year-old Sean Hornbeck, who had disappeared earlier that year, that he had been kidnapped by a dark-skinned Hispanic man with dreadlocks and was now deceased. Hornbeck was found alive in 2007. His kidnapper was... He died! No, he's alive. <laughs> His kidnapper was Caucasian with short hair. In June 2008, the UK television network ITV2 was sanctioned by Ofcom for re-airing the episode of the Montel Williams show featuring Brown's original prediction. In November 2004, Brown told the mother of kidnapping victim Amanda Berry, who we recently talked about, who had uh, disappeared 19 months earlier, she said to her mom, she's not alive, honey. Brown also claimed that Barry was in water and that she had a vision of Barry's jacket in the garbage with DNA on it. Barry's mother died two years later, believing her daughter had been killed. Barry was found alive in May 2013. The only thing that came out of that that was somewhat like maybe she did guess it right. And I say guessed. I didn't say, you know, she's not a fucking psychic. She, she's stupid. But she did say something about a Latino man or something like that. And the kidnapper was, I think, Cuban. So, like, there's yeah. that. But, like, I feel like that's just, like, chance. Like, yeah. you just got lucky. Uh, a broken clock is right twice a day. So. What? A broken clock is right twice a day. You've never heard that? No. Like, if you have a broken clock and it's, like, stuck on 4 o'clock, it's going to be right twice a day. The clock is going to be. Because it's going to be 4 o'clock at one point. Yeah, twice a day. You've never heard that? No. Oh, my God. So, on Larry King Live in 2003, Brown predicted that she would die at the age of 88, and she died in 2013 at the age of 77. In 2000, Brill's content examined 10 recent Montel Williams episodes that highlight, highlighted Brown's work as a psychic detective, spanning 35 cases. In 21 cases, the information predicted by Brown was too vague to be verifi verified, on the remaining 14, law enforcement officials or family members stated Brown had played no useful role. In 2010, the Skeptical Inquirer published a detailed three-year study by Ryan Schaefer and Agatha Jad with Kazakh, Jad with Kazakh, something like that, that examined Brown's predictions about missing persons and murder cases. Despite her repeated claims to be more than 85% correct, the study reported that Brown has not even been mostly correct in a single case. The study compared Brown's televised statements about 115 cases with newspaper reports and found that in tw the 25 cases where the actual outcome was known, she was completely wrong in every single one. In the rest, where the final outcome was unknown, her predictions could not be substantiated. 
The study concluded that the media outlets that reportedly prom uh, promoted Brown's work had no visible concern about whether she was untrustworthy or harmed people. In 1999, Brown said that six-year-old Opal Joe Jennings, who, di who had disappeared a month earlier, had been forced into slavery in Japan. Later that year, a local man was convicted of kidnapping and murdering Jennings. In 2003, an autopsy of Jennings remains found, or Jennings remains found that she had died within hours of her abduction. So she was not taken to Japan and put into slavery. So in 2002, Brown claimed Holly Crewson, who had disappeared in 95, was working as an exotic dancer in a Hollywood nightclub. In 2006, dental records were used to positively identify a body found in 96 in San Diego as Holly Cruz. In 2002, Brown claimed Linda McClellan, who had disappeared in 2000, had been taken by a man with the initials MJ, was found alive in Orlando, Florida, and would be found soon. In 2003, McClellan's son-in-law, David Rapaski, who had been present at Brown's reading, was convicted of murdering McClellan. Her remains were found near her home in Pennsylvania. Wait, Go back and read that part. Wait. He killed her. He killed the woman. He killed Linda McClellan. Oh my God. And he's up here like, you know where my mother-in-law is? And Sylvia's, and, and Sylvia's dumbass is like, oh, she was taken by a man with the initials MJ and she'll be found alive in Orlando, Florida and she'll be found soon. No, he killed her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Brown cultivated a large following in 2007, she had a four-year waiting list for readings. Um, that same year, hundreds of people joined Brown on a cruise, each paying thousands of dollars for psychic readings. Oh my God, and she is no different than this Teresa Caputo. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Um, Long Island medium with like the hair and the nails. Oh my God. She, she had a show on TLC and she was, she was like the Long Island version of Sylvia Brown. And everybody believed her, but like she was wrong. So many, there's like videos on YouTube you can look up of Teresa Caputo being wrong in like so many situations. It's fucking hilarious. It's actually painful to watch. It's like cringeworthy. Psychically wrong and made a fortune saying very serious, cruel, show stopping things to people in distress. Fox News, who is such a reputable source, but Fox News noted that she was often criticized for her predictions. Brown also garnered disapproval from others who claimed to be psychics, like real psychics, because I know they're out there, like real psychics are out there, but yeah. people like her, like Brown, give them a bad name. Yeah. In a 2019 segment of HBO's Last Week Tonight, John Oliver criticized the media for promoting Brown and other psychics and enabling them to prey on grieving families. Oliver said, when psychic abilities are presented as authentic, it embodies in emboldens a vast underworld of unscrupulous vultures more than happy to make money by offering an open line to the afterlife, as well as many other bullshit services. Brown's most vocal critic within the skeptical movement was James Randi, a retired stage magician and investigator of paranormal claims. Randi claimed that Brown's accuracy rate was no better than the uneducated uh, guessing on September 3rd, 2001, 
Brown stated on the Larry King Live that she would prove her legitimacy by accepting the James Randi Educational Foundation's $1 million paranormal challenge to demonstrate supernatural abilities in a controlled scientific test. By April 2003, however, Brown had not contacted Randi to make testing arrangements. On May 16, 2003, in another appearance on King Show, Brown said she had not taken the test because Randi refused to place the prize money in escrow. Randy responded by mailing a notarized copy of the prize, uh, prize account status showing a balance in excess of $1 million. Brown refused to accept the letter. In, 2000, in late 2003, despite challenging rules that the money could not be placed in escrow, Randy announced that he was willing to do so for Brown. She did not accept or acknowledge this offer. In 2005, Brown posted a message online that she had never received confirmation of the prize money's existence, despite Randy's claim that she had a certified mail receipt showing Brown's refusal of the package. In 2007, on CNN's Anderson Cooper 360, Brown's business manager, Linda Rossi, stated that Brown would not be taking Randy's challenge because she has nothing to prove to James Randy. So this is from Newsweek. In addition to her church books and psychic readings, Brown found other ways to profit from her predictions and supposed contacts with the dead, including a lecture series and even a cruise, as I said earlier, at which Welsh journalist John Ronson documented multiple false statements made by Brown. I've wanted to interview Sylvia for years, but I suddenly wonder if the exercise is pointless. I think she is a consummate pro who puts up a impregnable wall between herself and her critics and will say anything. Ronson wrote for The Guardian, frustrated by Brown's repeated false statements during a 2007 interview, what was I thinking, that she could admit to being a fraud? If after 53 years I was, this is Sylvia, quote, if after 53 years I was a fraud, don't you think they would have found out, end quote, Brown said during the interview. So, during the late 1980s, FBI and local authorities began investigating Brown and her businesses over several bank loans that caused sustained losses to banks. In 1992, Brown and her then-husband, Kenzel Dalzell Brown, now, her married name whenever she was with him was Brown like the color. After they got divorced, yeah. she kept the name, but she added the E, uh, I guess, to make it look, I, I don't know, I don't know why, but she did. So they were both indicted on several charges of investment fraud and grand theft. The Superior Court of Santa Clara County, California, found Brown and her husband had sold securities in a gold mining that she had her her and her husband had sold securities in a gold mining venture under false pretenses. In at least one instance, they told a couple that their twenty thousand dollar investment was to be used for immediate operating costs. Instead, the money was transferred to an account to their Nirvana Foundation for Psychic Research. Brown pleaded no contest to security fraud and was indicted on grand larceny in Santa Clara County on May 26, 1992. The couple each received one year probation. In addition, Brown was sentenced to 200 hours of community service. Also from Newsweek, just before predicting, quote unquote, a disease superficially similar to COVID-19, Brown predicted a previous epidemic for 2010. This one involving a flesh-eating disease transmitted by microscopic mites burrowed in the feathers of imported exotic birds. Antibiotics wouldn't work on this disease, Brown wrote, but doctors would discover that a combination of electrical currents and extreme heat would do the trick. 
That sounds like some QAnon like shit. Yeah. In 2006, Brown claimed to have predicted the outcome of the Sago mine disaster in West Virginia after a blast trapped 13 miners underground. Huh. Coast to Coast radio show host George Nui, Nur, Nori asked Brown about the outcome of rescue efforts based on initial reports that all but one miner had survived. Quote, I knew they were going to be found, end quote, Brown said. Minutes later, Nori corrected the reporting, but all, um, all but one of the miners had died. Quote, I don't think there's anybody alive. Maybe one, end quote, Brown said in response. Quote, how crazy for them to report that they were alive when they weren't, end quote. In 2004, uh, <laughs> fucking That's stupid. Bull. Yeah. In 2004, Brown said that Ryan Catcher, a 19-year-old who had disappeared in 2000, had been murdered, and his body could be found in a metal shaft. In 2006, Catcher's body was found in his truck at the bottom of a pond where he had drowned. He wasn't murdered. I guess you could say the truck was a metal shaft, but no, no. Um, at the beginning of 2000, Brown posted multiple predictions for the coming year, most were vague enough to be disputable, but mo many were flatly wrong. American Airlines did not merge with Alaska Airlines. Flat tax policies didn't That's become Seattle, sorry. Right? <laughs> Flat tax policies didn't become a major political issue. Internet pornography was not made subject to harsh regulation. Los Angeles did not suffer from a magnitude 5.3 earthquake. NASA did not cut back on space shuttle launches because of damage to the ozone layer. Uh, Branson, Missouri did not experience a big uprising in response to some kind of polluted waste hazard. A train crash did not cause, quote, quite a bit of devastation in France. Bill Bradley did not win the 2000 election. David Letterman did not retire from The Late Show at that time. Um, but she was correct that Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston got married, which anybody could have fucking predicted that. So Brown incorrectly predicted the, um, in 2004 that Osama bin Laden was already dead, which we know he wasn't, after previously predicting he would be found hiding in a cave, which also turned out to be untrue. In 2005 Newsweek interview, oh sorry, in a 2005 New Newsweek interview, Brown predicted that Michael Jackson will be convicted of child abuse, child sexual abuse. He was acquitted on all counts five months later. In the same interview, Brown also predicted that we are, or quote, we are going to be visited by aliens by around uh, 2015. She well, said, already... she said that they would arrive in a ship as a group. Right, like, take me, <laughs> I know, right? Brown even here. Brown even got her own death wrong. In 2010, Skeptical Inquirer exhaustively documented the 115 missing persons that I mentioned earlier, and her predictions weren't correct, not even once. Among the many harmful things that Brown does is convince the loved ones of victims of untimely deaths that foul play was involved and conversely convicted the loved ones of murder, murder victims that no foul play was involved, the magazine concluded. It is hard to understand how someone with such a dismal, dismal record continually tops the bestseller list and maintains a following. People are so fucking gullible, they will follow anybody and every word that they have to say. Sylvia would be the first person to state that she was only human and certainly not perfect, which she stated repeatedly in every media outlet and emphasized, emphasized consistently that only God is perfect. 
A spokesperson for Sylvia Brown Group, Inc. told Newsweek to highlight a list of her predictions and accuracies would be grossly unfair to the thousands of individuals that she has helped and counseled over the decades as, um, of her professional career. Brown married four times. Her first marriage from 59 to 72 was to Gary Dufresne. The couple had two sons, Paul and Christopher. She took, she took the surname Brown upon her third marriage and later added... Um, changed it to brown with an e her fourth marriage took place on february 14 2009 to michael Yulery, the owner of a jewelry store and in march 2011 the society of novice novice spirit spiritus the gnostic christian is it ghostic i don't fucking know that stupid church of hers founded by brown announced that she had suffered a heart attack on march 21st in hawaii requesting donations on her behalf and thank god brown died on november 20th 2013 sayonara bitch what they were asking for donations mm-hmm. what that three million that she had and in- that three million a year that she had yeah Okay, no. uh-huh. Sorry, I'm not getting my donations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if... Being a yeah. I'm not saying that psychics aren't real. There are real psychics out there. I know there are. I have... I have... I'm not... I don't... I don't have a problem with a psychic making money. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Make your money. But if you are charging that amount... Yeah. You're not real. You're not real. Uh-uh. I mean... I get thousands of dollars for a reading. Yeah. Like I have, like I have no problem. There's a guy I follow on YouTube. I don't know if he's real or not, but I believe him, and he's had a lot of correct predictions. And he does charge for readings, but he doesn't charge eight hundred dollars for yeah. readings. I think it's like maybe twenty bucks or something like that oh, really? for a reading. See, I would have said like maybe fifty. Yeah. Maybe. He's like a young kid, and he does um like tarot card readings and stuff, and he has okay. predicted a lot of shit. Like he predicted, he predicts a lot of like like celebrity things you know like okay. some stuff that you could kind of guess but there were some things that i'm like <laughs> like he he kind of predicted this whole britney spears thing that she would her conservatorship would end like she would get her way eventually and it's kind of going in her path it's going in her favor now yeah that's uh sylvia brown so fuck sylvia brown that's all for today be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to the creep show available on itunes spotify google amazon audible and now we are, um, we've been added to iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. Um, so subscribe yeah. wherever you can find us. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. Stay creepy. Bye-bye. To send us a recommendation for future episodes, email us at thecreepshow18 at gmail.com. And you can also look for us on Facebook, The Creep, Creep Show Podcast, and Instagram.